silence, and solitude. Can these really be a form of spiritual discipline? If so, how? How can being silent actually help me grow in knowledge? What role can solitude possibly play in glorifying God? James, Jamie, and Chris will seek to answer these questions on today's episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, where a group of ministers come together to discuss doctrines and practices that affect all areas of everyday ministry. Are we forgotten? Are we alone? Ten thousand captive in iron and stone. Welcome to the Everyday Ministry Podcast. This is James White, the pastor at Lighthouse Community Church, and I am sitting here with Jamie Owens, the pastor at Ashcraft Corner Baptist Church in Fed, Alabama, and Chris Norsworthy, the associate pastor at Reformation Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This is Jamie Owens, pastor at Ashcraft Corner Baptist Church. Good to be back here again with you all. I believe I missed the last one, but I'm excited to be able to come on here again and discuss some important issues about spiritual disciplines and growing in our lives as Christians, as followers of Christ. So very excited for that. My week has been good. Everything's been going fine on my end, just still in a bit of an adjustment period at Ashcraft and getting used to being there and leading a church. So getting used to that, but really excited for where God is going to take us and how he's going to use us in this ministry. What about you, Chris? How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm glad to have you back on here. I think last time we did a full episode, it was just me and James, and uh, it was probably one of the better ones, but that's not the reason. (laughs) I'm kidding. And a couple days after this episode drops, Royce is going to be here with me. Royce, famous from the band The August Guns. And a new (laughs) co-host. And our newest (laughs) co-host. He's going to be here visiting me. So I will have seen him in person, although I will not met y'all in person yet. And hopefully I'm going to try to get him to do a minister's minute with me while we're here and see how that works out. That'd be good, man. How long will he be in town? Like a better part of a week. Oh, awesome. Him and his whole family. Well, that'd be real good. I know y'all go way back and by way back, I mean, probably farther back than I'm alive, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing. They're not that much older than me. Um, but I like to make old man jokes. So that's awesome, guys. I'm glad everything's going well with Jamie at the church and with you, Chris, and getting to see Royce. Hopefully, um, my wife and I will get to come down to Baton Rouge or Louisiana at some point in mm-hmm. the next some point in our lives. I don't know when. <laughs> Definitely not going to promise a time on air that it's proof <laughs> for me neglecting that. But but on my end, everything's going well. Just busy with schoolwork this summer and just living life. Nothing's really changed ministry-wise or anything like that. Just preaching through Psalms, uh, having a good time in that, but really missing preaching through the book of John. So can't wait until August to get here and pick that back up. That's so. cool. Cause you do the Psalm, you go through Psalms during the summer, every summer, right? Yes, yes. So you just picked up back where you left off last time? Yeah. So I'm preaching Psalm 32 this Sunday and I've done it for this. Is, this will make the third year that I've done it since I've okay. been there. A lot of people will jump around in Psalms, but I don't know. I just, I'm not original. So I just start, <laughs> started with one and just preaching through. Uh, it gets, it's difficult. Psalms is hard for me. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Kind of the themes are redundant at times. And so you have to be faithful to the scripture, obviously, but you also have to be a little 
creative sometimes with the the points you're trying to make in the connection to individuals lives because much of david's psalms is talking about god slaying his enemies and <laughs> defeating people in that way so well guys excited to be back and recording this episode for the listeners this week and as the listeners may have already noticed by now and if you haven't i would encourage you to check them out already we've uh, made some changes to the podcast the first change we've made is we've added as uh, chris was mentioning earlier what we're calling minister's minute and this was really a a simple and short podcast that you're going to catch one of us generally the way it's going to kind of format it is one of us is going to be asking the other a specific question about ministry or about life and as we ask that it's going to be about a 10 minute conversation that's mainly uh, just answering that specific question and so those are releasing the alternate weeks that we release these episodes, which will be the second and fourth Mondays of each month. And then the fifth Monday, if there is a fifth Monday of the month. And then also, as we've already said previously, but we really want to hit the ground running and just promoting it starting this episode is that we are now a part of the Christian podcast community. It's just really a community of podcasts where they promote one another and uh, encourage one another and help one another. And because of that, we are a part of a group of podcasts of about, I think it's 12, 12 different podcasts now, and really good content. And obviously, we may not agree with everything that every one of those individuals says, but they're uh, orthodox, and we would line up with them biblically on the most things. And so as we introduce the topic tonight, We're going to be looking at the topic of spiritual discipline of silence and solitude from the 10th chapter of Donald Whitney's book. But before we jump into that conversation, let's take a short break for you to listen to an ad from one of the other podcasts that is a part of the Christian podcast community. The Five Solas Podcast, a weekly podcast hosted by James Watkins that is dedicated to the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone, faith alone. Christ alone, Scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode to discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant reformers, the prophetic challenge they present, and the sound wisdom they provide. As we delve into their biblical meaning and theological significance and reflect upon and appropriate their truths, we will be engaging issues in the church and world. Each week, from the rich insight of Reformation Christianity, We will be showing all the manifold ways in which this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness and confront the idols of our age with biblical discernment and a sound apologetic in a manner that is as open and transparent as possible while challenging you to seek the glory of God in all that you do. Soli Deo Gloria. Welcome back to the Everyday Ministry Podcast where you're Picking back up on this conversation about silence and solitude. And so as we get into that, we want to begin by just introducing these two topics and really defining what we mean by them. And so let's start with looking at silence. Does either one of you guys want to define what it would mean that silence is a form of spiritual discipline? When we're talking about silence, we are obviously talking about taking some time to disconnect and to get into an environment where there is no noise to distract you or to bring your mind away from where you are trying to focus, which obviously in this context of spiritual disciplines, it should be focusing on God. So basically to boil it down, being in a quiet area, being silent and focusing on God. I agree. And 
you know, Don Whitney kind of explains that sometimes silence is observed uh, in order to read the Bible or meditate on scripture, pray, journal, or so on. And so we really see that it's a, it's just a, the act of, as Jamie said, getting to a place or a, a setting that is silent, that is quiet for the purpose of focusing on God in maybe in one of those capacities. So Chris, do you want to define what solitude would be then? Sure. I'll take a swing at it. It's basically getting away from everybody and everything. <laughs> it's withdrawing from maybe your family, your work, your church, being alone in order to, I guess, like silence, it's just more of a practical means of then practicing the other spiritual disciplines, I think. So you can be uninterrupted in those disciplines. Okay. As we kind of walk through the conversation, I think it's going to be clear, but one thing we want to note about it is that these two tend to be complementary. Though I would say that you can find yourself in a, a silent and quiet place that's not necessarily providing solitude, mm -hmm. uh, but we really see that this I, these two things go together, that silence and solitude are complementary disciplines that fellowship and help one another, but also that silence and solitude are usually found together. And it's really just because if you want to control the silence, you want to make sure that there's no noise, no interruption, anything of that nature, then you would have to retreat and, and find a moment of solitude. That way there is no outside things that can cause this uh, distractions or whatever the case may be. Agreed. So as we look through the, just kind of talk about this, we we may just reference those two uh, throughout the conversation itself, and we may not come back to them individually because they do go so much hand in hand with one another. And so as we get into it, though, before we look at how we practice this or ways that we want to encourage you to practice it as we encourage ourselves to practice it, Let's look at some valuable reasons in which we should practice silence and solitude. Yeah, one of the first examples is just the fact that Jesus did it. And if Jesus did it, then that's probably a good thing for us to do, right? For Christians. We have a couple of Bible passages we could look at. Matthew 14, 23 says, After he dismissed the crowd, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When the evening came, he was there alone. So obviously that's, you know, he wasn't being silent because he was praying but he was in solitude mark 135 rising very early in the morning while it was still dark he departed and went out to a desolate place and prayed luke 442 uh, when it was day he departed and went to a desolate place and the people sought him and they came to him and would have kept him from leaving them so i see that it was definitely something that jesus practiced on a regular basis of withdrawing from his disciples withdrawing from the crowds, going alone, being in prayer. And I mean, what other example do you need? But <laughs> we can talk about a few more reasons. Yeah. Well, I want to know there is, I mean, I know this is obvious, but if God himself in the flesh on earth felt that it was necessary to withdraw for short seasons or moments in the day or as Whitney says that sometimes these could be minute long escapes or these could be hour escapes throughout the day it could be a weekly thing it could be monthly uh, practice whatever the case may be for you as an individual but it's important that we note that if Christ found this important then it should be important to us in some capacity now I know many of you uh, may be thinking you know I have a full-time job and then when I get home I got two babies I got a wife but it is a difficult thing to do at times. 
just because the nature of the business of this world and this life and having a family and having kids and things of that nature. Because I, I, I guarantee y'all, and I'm not telling you two anything you don't already know, but my daughter was born four months ago, and I, I guarantee there hasn't been a quiet moment in my house other than when none of us are here since she's been born. And so that's kind of the nature of life sometimes, but it is important. It is crucial. For me now, the silence part's a lot easier to do in the solitude, just in terms of being able to, if I wake up early enough in the morning <laughs> to read, or if I'm at my office at work, typically I have some time where I can essentially be in silence where I'm able <laughs> my wife just yelled in the back to prove a point. <laughs> heard that. <laughs> oh man. And that's why I say that when I wake perfect, up early enough, <laughs> when I wake up early enough in the morning, she's still in bed and the kids pretty much keep to themselves at this point. Cause they know if they, if they come wake me up, they're not going to get to play Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, there's different points at, in your life where parts of these are going to be easier than others. And then just in general, different, personality types are going to have to push themselves more to do one or the other. Yeah. Well, I, that's how I am because generally my form of silence and solitude involves some kind of music in the background. And if you're an intelligent person, you would know that that's not silence. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I can't, I can't pay attention to anything else when music is on. So it doesn't work for me. Yeah. All right. So one of the first reasons outside of the fact that we're following Christ's example in this that Whitney provides is to minimize the distraction in prayer. And personally, I, I feel like this is one of the big reasons why silence and solitude, mainly the silence is a pretty important thing because so often when we are praying and communicating with the Father that if there is a lot of noise, or a lot of things going on around us, that it can be quite distracting. Um, I know like for me, example, that each night, and this is unrelated kind of, but each night before my daughter gets put down to bed, if it's her or my wife, I try to pray with both of them. But about midway through every night, the baby starts to pray, uh, to, not to pray, the baby starts to cry. <laughs> I was and, like, wow, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that would make it easier. The baby starts to cry. And as soon as, as soon as she starts crying or whatever the case may be, getting upset, um, it's like my prayer begins to just move much, much quicker than I initially had planned. Um, and the same thing with this life and the things around us. Um, and so I think that's a, an important thing to realize is that the, one of the key reasons that we would withdraw and have solitude or silence is just to minimize the distractions in prayer. Yeah. Like one of the reasons uh, out of the multiple he gives is to be physically and spiritually restored. I know my wife at least once is kicked me out of the house <laughs> actually uh no she she uh what did she do she booked a room for me out of bed and breakfast like an hour away because um she could tell that i needed to just get out and go and read my bible or pray or whatever and just be away because for spiritual reasons and then you know i don't know exactly if you'd call this physically but I was probably not in the best uh, mood, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know what I mean, uh, as, as we can sometimes be. And she just kind of saw that I, I needed something and she probably needed that, too. But to just go and be alone and read the Bible and pray and not think about the things of the world, you know, because I do tend to be a 
I wouldn't call myself a workaholic, but I'm, I'm a busyholic maybe. Like I like to be doing things all of the time. I mean, I'm not a, like a fisherman or anything like that. So nothing that I do is like, oh, I'm just going out and being alone or being in quiet by, by my nature or anything like that. So unless it's, you know, sitting at home working and then maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, those kind of things, it, it's spiritually, but that also affects your, you know, your mental state, your physical state and those kind of things. Well, you know, you know, I thought about this one as well, and I really connected to and I don't have to do it as much now as I did the first three years at my church. But we all know ministry is difficult and hard at times. And mm -hmm. as we're talking about this, connecting this to the local church as we often do is that pastoring is difficult at times sometimes you deal with uh difficult people sometimes you deal with people that you think are dumb and let's just be honest and you could be the one in the wrong at that period of time but sometimes it's just hard difficult stressful and i remember for a long season of my life that i would every every time i get home from church or come home from you know work or whatever the case may be um, I would just sit in my car for like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, nothing playing, nothing going. Mm. And Sarah knew exactly what was going on in that moment. It's just like I needed to take a moment of silence in the moment of just being by myself with nothing going on to put everything that just happened in the hands of God. And then mm -hmm. so I didn't take it into the house. And I think that's a part of why it could be beneficial as well is so often when we allow the things of this world and the spiritual things that we're going through to kind of take control of us, then we push that on our family and we allow it to be issues for them where it shouldn't be at times. Obviously, this isn't an exhaustive list of everything that, he, that Mr. Whitney put in here, but we know that we can use that time to express worship to God or to express our faith in God or, or uh, to seek the will of God, to control our tongue. There's a multitude of things that that these disciplines help us to do and and really there's kind of an overlap between all of the other disciplines with this discipline just because when we have the time to get silent and to pray and to worship god we know that in doing that uh it is going to affect our other areas of spiritual discipline so you know like i said this isn't an exhaust exhaustive list there's more you could probably come up with hundreds of reasons why practicing silence and solitude are a, a good discipline to be partaking in. But these are definitely some of the major ones that we see and we see beneficial in practicing this. Okay. All right. So as we've looked at that and we kind of see kind of what silence and solitude is and why it's valuable and let's really look at some, some ways that we can apply this. You know, I know we've mentioned, you know, some of our practices we've seen that Chris's wife would kick him out of the house and buy him a bed and breakfast for a day. No, I'm playing. I, she saw the need in his life in that moment, which is a great thing. But anyway, we, we've seen some examples of that, but what are some other ways that you guys maybe apply this in your own lives or could see that some ways that's beneficial for the listeners? I really wish Royce was on here. I mean, actually, Royce is on here. He's just so good at silence. He's been quiet the whole time. That's right. <laughs> no, Royce is really good at this and has even within the last two weeks kind of like talked to me about it or, you know, telling me I need to do it more but he would like send me pictures from like in Des Moines and be like oh like I finally found a place where, like his job switched locations and he's like I found a place to go pray at lunch and it's like on the edge of a river and kind of like a little walk into the woods and you know he would go down there and 
just praying, uh, read or, you know, those kind of things. And I probably wouldn't do that here because we have mosquitoes, snakes and alligators, but <laughs> maybe that's just an excuse. But yeah, the minute retreats is, is kind of a phrase that Whitney uses. And I think that one of the other things is he talks about a goal of silence and solitude. One of the most common ways that we talk about it in the church is, you know, waking up early in the morning as we saw Jesus did, which is the easiest, best time to do it for most people waking up, getting in the prayer closet, whatever you want to call it, being alone. Oh yeah. That's the most typical kind of way that people talk about this kind of thing, or maybe you've heard it expressed in that way. And one thing that I often do, and uh, I think that this was Whenever I had a longer commute, and even till this day, practice a little bit, even though my commute's only a couple minutes long now, is trying to quote unquote redeem my commute. Or often in the afternoon, in the evening, I would listen to like a podcast or something like a sermon or listen to a, a daily podcast that would be having to do with spiritual things. And I don't really ever listen to music or anything on the way to the mo- in the morning and try to focus on spiritual things. Uh, whether it be prayer, think you know, just trying to think of people who maybe I didn't consider in prayer otherwise during the day, or sing songs of worship or things like that, because I do have that time, and it's not necessarily like I said, waking up, being by yourself, sitting at your desk or sitting in your living room praying um, or reading scripture, but it is something that you can redeem your time. You can take these little moments that maybe you don't always think about as being perfect for quote unquote, perfect for something like this. But you do, we do often have more time to do this than um, I think we typically realize whenever we're not considering these moments that we could be using as these for silence and solitude or worship. Well, I think part of what you're getting at or part of what you mentioned is uh, scheduling time to find silence and solitude. I know from my life, I work at a sawmill where neither silence nor solitude is to be found. Uh, and then we come home and we got a, a 10 month old, a three year old. So it's very difficult then, but I've discovered the best thing that I can do for practicing this discipline is scheduling when I'm going to do it. And typically for me, it is morning. Like you were talking about, Chris, I have to uh, try to wake up early to be able to spend time in prayer and Bible reading and focusing my mind on doing God's will that that day. And so I have to schedule that time to be able to do that. And it's difficult uh, because in order for me to do that, I have to get up at about 3 a.m. because I have to leave by five to get to work. So uh, I try my best to do that. I'm not going to act like I'm perfect in that. Many times I'm getting up uh, a little bit late. I have to get things together and get out the door and don't have time for that. At which point I typically do what you were talking about. Whereas since I have a long commute, I take that time to practice these types of disciplines. Though I would much rather have that at home because I feel like I can focus better. And I'm sure many people are the same way. You can really focus when you're just sitting, doing nothing, nothing's holding your attention. And you can just focus on Christ and focus on his will and focus on prayer and reading and stuff like that. I agree, man. I, that's what I was about to say is as we've looked at every one of these disciplines, 
the the crucial thing as we talk about it being a discipline is understanding that we have to discipline ourselves in them. And a big part of that is scheduling, is planning. And I know that same may cause some to be to look at it wrongly or to look at it uh, in a, in a negative sense. And as Whitney has said time in and time out in his book, is that these disciplines shouldn't be something that becomes drudgery to us, but it's something that we enjoy doing. So therefore, though we may have to schedule them or plan them out. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just an emphasis that we have to take and remove ourselves and put self last and put Christ first in those specific moments, in those specific ways. Before we transition into the plugs of the week, I, I just want to provide a challenge for the listeners out there. Is that as we look at this idea of silence and solitude is schedule that time for you to spend in silence, in solitude. Not, not just to be quiet or just to, to have a peace in that moment, but really to reflect on what God is doing in and through your life, being in his word, specifically as we've listed some values that it could be, you know, maybe reflect on some of those and find that time in your day that you can implement this, this practice, this spiritual discipline, so that it can aid you in your walk with Christ. Now, there's nothing magical that's going to happen that when you sit and be silent, that God is going to magically speak to you in any way outside of his word or anything like that. It's just a, a moment for you as an individual to take and to, to stop and just to reflect on who God is and, and what he's doing in and through your life. And so that's my challenge for the listeners this week. And before we get into the plugs of the week, we want to take a, another small break here to to listen to another one of the podcasts that's a part of the Christian podcast community. Hey, I'm Daryl, and I'm here with my wife, Karen. What's up? And we're the host of the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question that we all asked, what are we even doing here? We cover topics such as marriage, family, life, and living a Christian life in this crazy world. We don't have all the answers, but we know where to look. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud as we seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Welcome back, and we're going to be looking at the plugs of the week. I actually do not have one for you, everyone, this week, but I know Jamie, the one that normally doesn't, does have one for us. So what you got, Jamie? <laughs> yeah, so uh, pretty simple. I've been using ESV.org. But specifically, I want to point to the fact that they have numerous study resources if you sign up for an account. Uh, so I really wanted to point to these study resources on ESV.org. I think it's like $4 a month. You can access every one of them. But looking through it, you got the ESV Study Bible. You got a systematic study Bible. I'm not going to name all of them, but just some of the ones I like. The really systematics like on there? Yeah. Systematic I mean, Theology Study Bible. But they I mean, do I have that. I have the actual Bible itself, but it's, I didn't know it was on the online version. It is, yeah. Also, the Archaeology Study Bible, which I've enjoyed going through. But I've been using these for my uh, preparation for my sermons. Uh, let's see. they got the Greek New Testament, so they have an interlinear Bible. Pastor's Bible's on here. So yeah, there's a numerous, there, there are numerous resources on ESV.org. <laughs> if if you would like to take advantage of that, like I said, it's only about, I think it was $4. I'm not exactly sure. I'm doing free trial right now. But I believe it's $4 a month to access all that. So ESV.org study resources. Cool. Awesome. Just to echo that one, if you don't have the paid account and you would like to do the, so they have the ESV app and then they have the, like you said, ESV.org. 
they also have like 50 different uh, Bible reading plans on there. And if you create the account, you can actually set it up to they will send you an email yeah. every day as a reminder. Um, and then right. also yep. the app will push a notification if I'm not mistaken as well. So I, I love the ESV. That's what most of my sermon writing, I use the ESV website as I prepare for my sermons more than I do a physical Bible. Well, I've just started using it and I've always thought, or I, I've been thinking it's been a really good resource for me. So I'm sure it would help uh, anyone else out there out as well. Even if you're just, you know, a member of a church, and even if you're not pastoring and writing sermons, I believe it'd be a wonderful resource for you. Cool. My plug of the week is a devotional book called Day by Day with the English Puritans. And it is selected readings for daily reflection. It's a daily reading by calendar of just little like one page or you know a couple paragraphs maybe at the most uh snippets from a selection of a writing from one of the english puritans and uh there's an accompanying scripture verse with with each of them and something that is good to just kind of read if you're looking for something short and easy uh with a variety because it is various authors um various different topics to kind of read and reflect on and that is uh day by day with the english puritans by hendrickson publishers it's just a devotional that i like to recommend awesome well we hope that this episode on silence and solitude has been beneficial for you and the ministry that god's placed you in but before we jump over here we do want to remind you that we're all part of the christian podcast community community of multiple podcasts that are providing great content Along with that, we want to thank the August Guns once again for allowing us to use their music for each and every podcast episode. This has been an episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, a podcast where everyday ministers get together to discuss ministry. We'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, where we seek to provide quality content first through our full-length episodes that release every first and third Monday of the month, and second through the Minister's Minute. These are short 10 to 15 minute episodes that release every second and fourth Monday of the month in which one of our co-hosts will seek to answer a specific question related to everyday ministry. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe and rate the podcast through the podcast catcher of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we pray peace and grace for you through our Lord Jesus Christ and happy ministry.
Who will save? Save.